Today's guest is an international best-selling author, podcaster, app designer, entrepreneur, and trainer who has spent the last 18 years traveling around the world sharing his passion. He has also shared the stage with and trained many of the top trainers and thought leaders in the world today. Welcome to the show, Robert. How are you doing? Oh, Toby, I am feeling blessed to be here and excited to just have a conversation with you. Thank you so much. I'm so delighted that you are joining me on this episode of Mirror Talk. I'm so like looking forward to learning a lot of things, clues from you today. And um, yeah, I'm just excited about that already. But, but before we, we jump into, you know, talking about your books and the awesome works that you've done and you are doing, um, can you like tell me a little bit more about yourself, your journey from humble beginnings and, you know, all the work that you do? Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the things I'm very blessed with is um, my wife and I, we actually met when we were 13. We actually started with, um, dating when we were 16, and we got married when we were 19. Wow. And we just celebrated our 32nd wedding anniversary. So if I'm correct, I think I've been married even longer than you've been alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> and wow. um, we have been blessed to have a journey that has included ups, included downs. It's gone all over the place. And um, I wouldn't have it any other way, I guess you could say, because, uh, you know, I've had such a great learning course from that and understanding what I was what I was taught as a child what I saw as a child wasn't necessarily the way things are supposed to be and and um, left to myself I would be kind of still in a box thinker follow all the rules don't think outside the box but because I have an amazing um, person in my life which is my wife Roxanne she taught me to start thinking outside the box Mm -hmm. and because of that we were able to take some of the twists and turns life has thrown us and really come through them and elevate our life. Everything from, you know, me thinking I'm going to work for companies all my life to becoming an entrepreneur out of necessity, Mm. you know, because I couldn't find a job. I started delivering pizzas for Domino's Pizza. Mm. And from necessity of thinking we were going to lose our job when the store was being sold, we became managers. And from management, we ended up becoming franchisees, even though, we knew how to run a store and we were qualified. We didn't know how to run a business, Toby. And there's a total difference between those two. And when we started being franchisees, we actually were able to buy two stores with no money of our own. And we started making pretty good money, but our mindset, our spending habits, how we were raised, we started spending more money than we were earning. And I don't know if you know anybody that's ever done that before, spending more (laughs) money than they're earning. And it put us deep, deep, deep in debt. And when we were franchisees for eight years, we were over $150,000 in debt. And we were stressed out beyond belief. We were going down quickly, didn't know what to do. And that's when we were introduced to um, personal development and working on us. And what's kind of cool is from a very powerful three-day training that we went to, In June of 2001, we started to understand why we spent money the way we did. More importantly, we took ownership that we were the ones that created our financial debt reality. And so from there, we were able to actually take responsibility to say, we choose to get out of it. And when we made that decision, we started to apply what we had learned. And we ended up going from being over $150,000 in debt to actually being retired completely financially free nine months later at the age of 32. Wow. And that's, you know, that's kind of what our mindset went, wow, that worked. And we, when we realized that, we said, if this much information gave us that result, 
what would more learning do? And we dove into learning from as many masters as we could. We started learning because I'm, I'm a big believer. Don't just learn one way. Don't just learn from one person. And so we started learning from everybody. And that's when I found my true passion was to teach because I felt if I could even help one person, one person do what my wife and I had done, mm-hmm. go from being deep in debt to actually being financially free, it would make it all worthwhile. And so, yeah, for the last 18 plus years, that's what I've been blessed to do is travel around the world. I've personally taught over half a million people mm-hmm. on how to create financial freedom in their life. Mm-hmm. And I live every day living my passion. We wanted instant gratification. As we started getting some money and some success, mm. it was, we wanted all the toys. We, we had, you know, one of our stores was on a lake community. So we had a lake or we had a boat. And what's interesting though, is we had all these expenses of this boat and the boat stayed parked in our driveway because the only season we could use the boat is when we were in the store the busiest the most because it was boating season. <laughs> and, and so we had this nice boat, but yeah. we weren't using it. Mm. But we had all the expenses. Um, another one was things like we were always working together, but we still had two cars mm. because, you know, we're successful. We shouldn't have two cars to show that we're successful. Yeah. And yet we only needed one car ever because we're always together. Mm. And so we had all these things. The mind wants something and it wants it now. Yeah. And so we were always buying, oh, I like that. Okay, let's buy it. Can we afford it? That question never came up in our mind. Mm-hmm. It's just, oh, we want it? Let's buy it. Mm-hmm. And so we racked up a lot of debt. We racked up a lot of expenses. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we, we were having a pretty good life, but we were getting stressed more and more and more because we were digging ourselves into a deep hole. Mm-hmm. And it was just, we realized that it, you know, the programming came from, for, from our parents. And my wife and I both are the youngest in our families and both of our families, they just get by. Mm-hmm. And so we learned from them that when you just get by, you can make it work. And mm-hmm. so if times were tight, we could, but we also learned from them that when um, times are good and you get extra money, what do you yes. do? You spend it. You mm-hmm. don't save it. You spend it. Mm-hmm. So we took that part of our conditioning and our programming yes. and we took it to a whole new level because <laughs> now we could leverage because we could get loans we have credit cards. We have all these things. <laughs> yes. And it was it was a kind of a vicious cycle we fell into. And, and look, it took us being willing to learn mm-hmm. and willing to say, you know what, we don't, there's obviously something we don't know. Mm-hmm. And if we don't, are we willing to learn? And, and that's why today, even though I, I'm blessed to travel around the world and train, yes. I am still an avid student. Mm-hmm. I learn in as many audiences as I can all the time because the moment I think I know everything, yeah. I'm done, Toby. I'm done. If I think I know it all, I, I'm I'm finished. Yeah, yeah, yes. And that, that that brings me to your book. You, you know, you, you you deal with you know finding clues from around you, around us. You know, to teach people about you know success, about freedom. And as you said earlier, you know you're a, you're a student of life. You you keep on learning from people around you, from every circumstances that come your way. So. All of us talk about your, your book. Um, it's titled Success Left a Clue. So what was the inspiration behind the book? I think I know that already, but can you tell me more about the inspiration behind the book? And um, can you share and explain the six life-changing habits to achieving 
your dreams while keeping it real, keeping it relevant, and keeping it repeatable. Yeah, and and so if you notice, my initials are R R R. Yes. Robert Raymond Riopelle, and yes. I. That's why I love as a, a way of remembering to keep my trainings very very real. I use the one R to mean that, yeah. When I when I do a training, I give the good, the bad, the ugly. I don't just try to make it sound all awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm going to share the ups and the downs. Mm-hmm. Um, the second R, which is relevant. When I teach, I love to make sure that I'm teaching what works now. Mm-hmm. If it worked 20 years ago, but it's not relevant right now, I won't teach it mm-hmm. because I want people to be able to make changes in their life if they choose to here and now. And then repeatable. Anything I do teach, I want to make sure I love systems. Mm-hmm. I love systems. And the definition of a system is a repeatable process that works. Mm-hmm. And so I love to make things repeatable. So once a person learns it and they get the results, they can do it again and again. And so the six steps of my book, I will tell you, it was I wrote the book. The inspiration was because it's what I needed in my life. And I realized that if it's something I was needing in my life, there's a really good chance other people probably we're going through the same kind of uh, mindset and stress and struggle. Mm-hmm. So that's why I started writing the book. And, but I'll tell you, it did take me from the, when I first decided I wanted to write a book, it took 15 years before I published the book. 15 years. Yeah. Why? Why so long? Well, because it started with a journey, mm-hmm. but, and I didn't know what I wanted to write, but I knew I wanted to write a book. And I look back and, and I used to beat myself up that it took so long. But then I'm a big believer that everything happens for a reason. And a lot of people have heard that statement and they believe that statement, but they've never heard the full statement. See, the statement isn't just everything happens for a reason. The full statement is everything happened for a reason. And that reason is there to serve me. Mm. And so when you look at that, it puts you into curiosity. Yeah. And so when I looked at, when I finally finished the book, because I had, in 2009, I had actually wrote it. We had the manuscript. We just didn't put it out. And when I finally made the commitment that it was time to, in the beginning of 2017, I pulled the manuscript back out. And I ended up rewriting half the book because from 2009 to 2017, I had had more impact, more change. My life, my viewpoint had changed. Yeah. So when I ended up pulling the book out, I was like, yeah, I like that. But you know what? I want to say it this way now. And so I ended up rewriting it to what it is um, today. And the six steps, step number one is how I began, is to dream. And it's not just a dream, though. It's to dream big. Mm-hmm. You know, a good friend of mine, uh, Mr. Les Brown, and I don't know if any of your listeners will know who Les Brown is, but he is one of the top motivational speakers in the world. Mm-hmm. And I love what he says. He says, the problem isn't that we set our dreams too high. And we miss them. The problem is we set them too low and we hit them. Uh-huh. And the reason that's a problem is because that keeps us living a mediocre life. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to ask you the question here, Toby, is because you're still fairly young. Like yeah. you, you were just, I'm looking at you and I'm like, you're just a baby. <laughs> <laughs> But when you were younger, yeah. did you have a lot of dreams in your life? Yes. Yes, I did. Yeah. Yes. And, and was, Pretty much anything possible for you? Yes, I could I, I could dream of anything, like, without limitations, like... <laughs> exactly. And then what happens as we start growing up, society comes in to tell us what's realistic. Yes. Maybe you don't have the right education for this, or mm. you weren't born into the right family for that, 
And all of a sudden, we start getting all these messages coming from society that start squashing our dreams. Mm. And so what I want people to do and understand right away is start dreaming big. Dream big. Don't worry about how it will happen. Don't worry if it's possible. Don't worry if you have the right knowledge or education or if you're smart enough, you're tall enough, you're handsome enough, good looking enough, whatever. Don't worry about that. Just start dreaming big. And this is where I want people to start creating dream boards, vision boards, so that they can just take their dreams and put them down. That's the first step. Then the second step, because now that you've got dreams, I love to give people the practical steps on how to actually bring those dreams to reality. Yeah. And so the second step is you find a mentor or find someone to model. Mm. Because here's what I want people to understand. No matter what you want to accomplish, chances are someone's done it before you. Yeah. So instead of trying to figure it out on your own, find someone who's done it, mm. find out how they did it, mm. so you can avoid the mistakes they made, mm. and you can really do the great things that got them to the accomplishment, mm. and then follow that system. Because if you do, you're going to have success a lot easier. And um, some people, they, they'll, they'll go, but Robert, um, I can never get access to the mentors I want. Or some of the mentors that have done what I want to do, maybe mm. they've already passed away. Mm. Find out if they have a book. Find out if they have a training. Yeah. I love, this is why I love reading and watching biographies, mm. is because now you don't only get to see the accomplishment but you get to see the journey along the way yes. of how they got to where they are mm. because i'm a big believer that some of our greatest lessons mm. come from the mistakes and the stumbles and the failures mm. that's where some of the lessons come from that's true but on this step also toby i'm going to put it into a new perspective for your listeners as well as you're looking for a mentor or someone to model mm-hmm. also be asking yourself who can i mentor who can i be a model for Because I believe when we're in that space of um, giving, there's something called the giver's gain. As you're helping and giving to others, your life gets more fulfilled and more opportunities come your way. And some people will say, but Robert, I I don't know anything. Uh, Who could I mentor? I guarantee you there's something in your life that you're, even if you're beginning it, you're at a level where you can maybe help someone else get started. Yes. You know, things like even, hey, big brothers and big sisters. Mm -hmm. If you've gone through things in life and you think that value could be added to a younger person, Mm -hmm. become their mentor. Mm -hmm. Because it's not just about what can I take. Mm -hmm. It's what can I contribute at the same time. Does that make sense, Toby? Yes, it makes sense. Yes. This life is basically about, you know, us learning from people and also teaching other people to, like, give back what you get. Yeah. yeah, because there's a secret formula that I, I have for learning, and it mm-hmm. comes in three steps. Mm-hmm. And the first step is you learn. Mm-hmm. Second step is you do. Because if you ever notice that when, like, and for me, this is absolutely true. I can read something, I can learn about it, but until I'm doing it, mm-hmm. I, that's when I get a deeper understanding. Yes. Would yes. you agree? Yes, I agree. I agree. And then yeah. the third step if you really want to take it to a whole new level and really anchor it, mm-hmm. is teach. Mm-hmm. Because yes. now when you teach someone else, like, look, I learned something today before we started. You taught me how to get my garage band ready to record on this end. Yeah. No one's ever shown me that before. And I've used garage band. 
I didn't know I could do that for Zoom. Mm. And the fact that now I can capture the audio to make sure it's even better, that's awesome. Yes. And so I just learned, so I'm going to use it. And mm. the fact that you taught it to me, that deepens your understanding as well. Of course, of course, yes. And so when you do these three steps, learn, mm. do, teach, as soon as you teach, go back to step number one mm. and learn again, do, teach. And if you keep learn, do, teach, learn, do, teach, you'll be amazed at how much you can grow your life. It's pretty mm. phenomenal. I also believe like whenever you teach, it also widens your perspective on what you've learned already or what you are doing. It helps you to broaden your, your, your horizon a little bit and it helps you to sharpen your knowledge on, on things that you've, you've learned or you are doing, actually. Absolutely. You, you hit it right on the head. Yeah, you hit it yeah. right on the head. Excellent. <laughs> yes. And so that's step number two. Mm. Step number three now, here's what I've, I, I've witnessed from people around the world, is you have people that can dream really, really big, and they set big dreams. Mm. And they even find mentors or someone to model, but they forget to do the third step, which is one of the most important things and that's take action hmm. they forget to take action and why because they think about it and they think about it hmm. and then they think about it some more <laughs> <laughs> and they get caught up in that analysis paralysis because they overthink it and they forget to take action hmm. and one of my favorite quotes i love it says one step in the right direction is worth a hundred years of thinking about it Right. Yes, and yes. so when I travel around the world, I love meeting different cultures. And look, first time I started going to Germany, hmm. in Germany, people are thinkers hmm. and they think. And so yes. when I can help them start taking action, hmm. I love to watch them break open and like, wow, because, <laughs> you know, it, yes. it, very, very deep thinkers in Germany, as hmm. an example. Yes. So when you learn to take action, it doesn't have to be big steps. Mm -hmm. One little step. Success comes out one step at a time. So take action. And then the fourth step is this is one that a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of people, they wonder why. Well, and I'll ask you like this. Toby, have you ever found you've been having things are going good and you're doing all right? And then all of a sudden it seems like you sabotage your own success. Mm -hmm. Has that ever happened in your life? Yeah, of course. Yes. Like from mistakes or from, you know, um, Oversight, for example, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and one of the reasons we end up sabotaging ourselves is because most people don't do step number four, and step number four is to celebrate your successes, mm. is to celebrate, take ownership. We, we will do something good, and other people, oh, that was awesome, and in our mind, we'll go, yeah, not really. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll play it down, or, or it was no big deal, or, yeah. eh. And, and we don't celebrate it. Mm. And so now that inner child is not having a chance to play. Mm. And here's what's going to happen. If you don't let your inner child play, if you don't acknowledge your inner child and your greatness. Yeah. Now, let me be clear. When I talk about owning your greatness, I'm talking about confidence of owning your greatness, how amazing you are, not mm. arrogance. Mm. You know, there's, there's some very arrogant people out there, but I want you to own how amazing you are confidently and just, you know, that, yeah, I am good. And I'm okay with acknowledging that. So with celebration, when you celebrate your successes, I'm not saying you have to go out and be like, I'm amazing. <laughs> you know? What I'm saying is it can yeah. be something like, uh, you know, giving yourself a high five, giving mm -hmm. yourself a pat on the back, you know, a fist bump, like, um, you know, just like, yes. Owning it. Because mm -hmm. if you're a believer in law of attraction, mm -hmm. 
there's a saying that says, what you focus on expands. And so if you focus on just failures in your life, you're actually going to attract more failures. If you focus on being hard on yourself, you're going to be harder on yourself. Mm. So if you take the time and actually say, like for me, every day when I wake up, I write in my success and gratitude journal. I write down five successes from the day before, mm-hmm. and then it morphed. It, it came over the years. It's become it, I can write down either a success or something I'm grateful for, mm-hmm. or someone I'm grateful for in my life. Mm-hmm. And because that's how I start my day, I start the day with a smile on my face, even if I'm tired, even if I haven't slept well, even if I'm sore, even if I really don't want to get up. Yeah. I write down those successes and gratitudes, and then it's all of a sudden I can go. Today's going to be a good day. Mm-hmm. And it starts me off. Yeah. And what happens is by on, um, really noticing and celebrating those successes, you actually draw more successes to your life. Mm-hmm. You attract more great things to your life. So that's step number four. Yeah. And step number four actually leads into step number five, which is believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. And look, this is why I'm a big believer in having coaches. Sometimes... There, you want to surround yourself with people that believe in you more than you believe yourself. Mm-hmm. And I, when I mentor, because I've been blessed to train thousands of trainers around the world. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I say when they become a mentoring student of mine is I said, look, in the beginning, your confidence may not be the highest. Mm-hmm. So let me be your cheering squad. Allow me to believe in you until you believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. Because I see things in you you don't see. I see greatness. Like even just having our conversation and I'm talking to you, Toby, I'm watching your focus. Mm. I'm watching your amazing calm demeanor, how I'm getting it and catching everything. Mm. And I see such a powerful presence in you that I don't even think you own in yourself. <laughs> but I see it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And and like when you that you met how bright your smile is. When you smile, it lights up a room. Mm. And so this is why I, I'm a big believer in surrounding yourself with people who do believe in you and will look the greatest athletes in the world. Uh, I can't remember the boxer, but I remember watching a, a documentary the one time and this one boxer was a world champion and it might've been Floyd uh, Mayweather. I think I want to say yeah. uh, it might've been him. One of the people on his, in his entourage, the sole job that they had every day was to constantly be walking behind him, whatever he's doing or running with him and saying only one thing. You're the champ. Uh, You're the champ. You're the champ. No one's better than you. You're the champ. Up to 10,000 times a day, he would Mm. be saying in his ear, you're the champ. Mm. Because I don't care who you are. We all go through self-doubt. I don't care how successful you are. Mm. I don't care how much people try to um, hide it. Everybody goes through self-doubt. So believing in yourself comes with practice. Mm. And again, not with arrogance, but with confidence. Not sitting there going... It's just like, you know, having that belief that, you know, I am. And, and here's why this is important, because if you have belief in yourself, you step into step number six, mm. which is simply repeat the first five steps. <laughs> <laughs> is that simple? <laughs> it is. Yeah. And, and look, don't let the simplicity fool you. Mm. When people see a system that's, uh, and, and, you know, we could go down a whole rabbit hole of why people see a, a system and they try to make it more difficult than it is. 
why they try to reinvent it. Mm-hmm. But if you think about this, when you dream big and then you find a mentor or someone to model mm-hmm. and then you take action mm-hmm. and you celebrate that success, it will elevate your belief in yourself, which will allow you to set greater dreams, find mm-hmm. greater mentors to model from, yeah. take greater actions, have greater celebrations, which elevates your belief in yourself again even more. And it becomes a beautiful cycle that you'll mm-hmm. go through. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes and, sense. You know, as an example of that, in 2001, when I was sitting in the audience for the first time in a seminar as a student, if someone would have come up to me and said, Robert, just so you know, over the next 20 years, you're going to create financial freedom. You're going to start teaching people all over the world. You're going to impact over half a million lives and you're going to have an amazing life. If someone would have come up to me, Toby, and said that at that moment, I would have told them they were insane. because I didn't know what I didn't know. But because I've been following these steps, Mm -hmm. I've been blessed to share the stage and train with and mentor from and mentor some of the greatest thought leaders on the planet. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as a, and, and because I, I keep growing me. Mm -hmm. And then the biggest thing is I realized every person on this planet is just the same as me. Now, some of them have more hair than me. For your audience, I am aerodynamic, just so they know. So <laughs> I'm not talking about hairstyles. Yeah. But no one's any better, no one's any worse. Mm. And one of the things I do when I'm doing training to kind of elevate that point or make that point with my audience is within the first 10 minutes of being on stage, I'll come down off the stage into the audience and I'll find someone who I can tell is very tall. Mm. I'll ask them if they can assist me. I have them stand up. They stand beside me. I look at the camera so everybody can see us on the jumbo screen. Mm. And I'll say to the audience, I say, I want you to notice something. I am short. (laughs) Now, when I say that, that's the response I get. People chuckle. I thank the person, let them sit down. And I say, now, why do I want to point that out to you? Simple. Just because I'm the one up on the stage doesn't mean I'm any better than you. Mm. Doesn't mean I'm any greater or any different. I still have ups and downs and good days and bad days. Now, is it possible I know something that you may not know? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But isn't it also possible you know something I don't know? That's possible, yeah. Right? And see, that's the point I want people to to understand. And and I love the concept when you talk about mirror talk. Mm -hmm. Because when you have that conversation with yourself in the mirror, what a great way to start a day. Yes. Just yes. like, you know what? I am me and that's all I can be and that's enough. Yes. Exactly. I'm ready for a great day. Yes. And when you do that and you elevate just your self-esteem little by little, mm. how amazing. Like this is why I will tell everybody to listen to your podcast, is because what an amazing message that you bring across to people mm. to allow them to appreciate themselves because especially in this time, Mm. the depression levels are up, suicide Mm. levels are up because people just aren't, you know, having good conversations with themselves. They're beating themselves up relentlessly. Yes. And if there's anything we can do to help people, you know, own their amazingness, even Mm. a little bit more, what better is there than that? Exactly. And that's why I appreciate the fact that you mentioned um, that you always write in your success journal every morning, like, you know, to reflect on, on what you want to achieve in life. And it makes you happy. It makes you smile. 
And that also makes me also remember sometimes when I'm worried or, you know, just going through my daily activities, I look at myself in the mirror and just wink at myself like, you're good, you're fine, <laughs> you're all right. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, you know, as a friend of mine says, some people might go, oh, well, that's pretty self-centered. Mm. And my his response is, and I agree, so it's my response is, no, that's someone being centered in themselves. Yeah. And there's a big difference. And, you know, one of the things I love to tell my students, and I'd love your listeners to do the same thing, you know, in my opinion, in this interesting time on our planet, Mm -hmm. (laughs) calling it social distancing was probably the worst thing they could have done. No, physical distancing to be safe. Absolutely. But now more than ever, we have to be more social because how many people are locked up in, in, in their rooms and not being able to connect with people and they're going spiraling down. Because their self-talk, even if it was great, even if they're having good mirror talks, eventually starts going in a negative direction. And so I encourage people to do a practice I do as well, Mm -hmm. is I will just at random, I'll reach out to three people I know in my life each day Mm -hmm. and I'll ask them one simple question, three words. Mm -hmm. How are you? Mm -hmm. And then I listen and we open up a conversation Mm -hmm. and it goes wherever it needs to go. Because yeah. I'm truly interested in how they're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's it's amazing how many times I hear a person say, I needed that today. Mm-hmm. How did you know to just reach out? And I'm like, I just, it's what I love to do. And something told me to call you mm-hmm. or to reach out to you. Yes. And it's a simple little practice like that can elevate other people to help them along. But what it does for self-healing at the same time, mm-hmm. pretty it's cool. It's awesome. Yes, yes. I would love to dive back to, you know, when we were talking about believing in yourself or celebrating yourself, you made mention of, you know, there's a difference between being arrogant and being confident. Yeah. So can you, can you explain that difference? Because sometimes it could, there's a very blurry line between being arrogant and being confident. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I've noticed in this, I, I want people to understand this is just my perspective. Mm. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. It's just what I believe mm. is arrogant people are, are people that are trying to overcompensate for not believing in themselves mm-hmm. and they're trying to fake it till they make it type thing. Mm-hmm. And so because they have such a deep hurting inside of self uh, lack of self love, mm-hmm. they try to, they become very arrogant. Mm-hmm. It, it becomes a defense mechanism yeah. now. And that's just my belief. There are some people who are just naturally arrogant. That's who they, they who they are. Yeah. And yeah. to, you know, I have no judgment of that because that's them. Yeah. I, I have, I have a, you know, I'm busy enough just worrying about taking care of me. <laughs> and when I believe in myself, yes. oh my goodness, I don't have time to be worrying about trying to fix up someone else because I don't like the way they are or whatever. Mm. But yeah, yeah in, in all the connections I've had, I've come to notice that people that are really arrogant or over arrogant mm-hmm. tend to be hiding something or trying to battle their own feelings. Someone we find it's very difficult to believe in is ourself. And you try to, you know, believe in the person, encourage the person, motivate the person. But it's still very difficult for the person to, you know, actually believe in is ourself. How do you help that person break through from that unbelief? Yeah, well, one, I don't have attachment to mm. whether I can help them or not. Mm. Because the moment I have inta- attachment to it, I'm now putting my beliefs onto them. Yes. And that just may have them put up resistance. Mm. So... 
um, when if I'm having a conversation with someone that's not believing in themselves, I'll just ask. I said, well, you know, what is something that you've accomplished? What is it that you love? And usually when you can get someone talking about something they enjoy or they love, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you can find a pathway into, you know, have conversations about why you love that and, and how does it make you feel? And, and so how can you tap into that when you're feeling low? Mm-hmm. And, and I'll give an example. Um, maybe younger people, they like their video games. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, you love video games. Great. What's your favorite one? Well, um, maybe it's this game. And how do you feel when you're playing it? Well, I just, I, I get lost in it. So, um, why don't you play it? Well, I don't play it a lot because I'm, you know, people say it's bad to play video games all the time. And, you know, that I'm just wasting my life and see, and then that's where you start to identify the outer programming sources that have been telling them why it's not good. Mm -hmm. And as humans, we tend to focus more on what's not right than what's right. Um, I love to help people find their passion, Mm -hmm. uh, Toby, and then, show them how to make money doing what they love Mm. because too many people in my experience are doing what they feel they have to do Mm. to make money Mm. and they put their passion aside and that's Mm. where low self-esteem comes from. And so if I can help a person say, Hey, let's get creative. Let's Mm. tap into what you're truly passionate about. Mm. Learn how to make money doing it Mm. so that even to start part-time and now that's the difference between waking up in the morning and going, I don't want to go to work today. <laughs> to waking up in the morning and going, today's going to be another amazing day. Yes. Right? Yes. And I, so I love, and so I hear it a lot of times people go, but I could never do what I love and make money. Mm. Well, maybe with the knowledge you have, you don't believe we can. But now, and this, I'm a big believer in mastering this. Mm. Because now when you bring other minds together to solve a problem, Yes. You come at it from different perspectives. And mm. so it's like, well, would you be open to just seeing what possibilities, mm. you know? And, and, and let's kind of dive into this, Toby, if, if you're willing to have some fun. Of course, yes, yes. Okay. What, what is something that you absolutely love? What are you passionate about? So, for example, what I'm doing right now, I'm very passionate about it. Like, I enjoy having conversations, organizing conversations with people. Yeah. And when you do that, how does it make you feel? Very happy. Like very delighted yeah. and very yeah, elated. And do you and do you think you're making an impact on other people's lives? I believe so. Yes, yes. And I agree. And what's really cool about what you do is you don't even have any idea of whose lives you may be impacted. No. <laughs> and the better part of that is you don't even have to know. Mm-hmm. But what I am going to tell you is you're going to find where in everyday conversations and maybe by message on your podcast and stuff. You're going to have people start to say, hey, Toby, when I, you said this, here's how it changed my life. What I would love to do mm-hmm. for your listeners mm-hmm. is I would like every one of your listeners to actually get the ebook copy of Success Left a Clue as mm-hmm. our gift to them for you having me on your podcast. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. So how can we assess this? Um on your websites, I guess. Or... Well, no, what we'll do is if they go to um, robertreopel.com, mm. and so just my name, so yes. R-O-B-E-R-T-R-I-O-P-E-L.com, they'll be able to download the ebook. But I'm, it comes with a condition, I will say. What's the condition? <laughs> because I've told you what step number three is, is taking mm. action. True. I didn't just write the book as a book to be read. 
mm-hmm. and then put up on the shelf as shelf help. Mm-hmm. I wrote the book as a workbook. Mm-hmm. So every time I teach a step or throw the book, I'll give an action step. Mm-hmm. And I'll actually say in the book, do not read any further until you've done this action. Mm-hmm. And then the very next chapter, I say, if you have not completed the action, the last action, stop reading now, go back and do the action, then read. Yeah. Because I know that that's the big difference between success and not is people taking the action. So I, the reason I want people to have the um, ebook is so that they can actually do the actions. They can start creating the life they truly, truly want, yes. and they will be blown away. So that's okay. the condition. Oh, that, that's, a, that's a very wonderful condition. I'm going to place the, the link to your website and to the PDF in the show notes for this episode. So I encourage everyone to download the PDF book and you know read it and take the action steps there. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Oh, my absolute pleasure. My <laughs> absolute pleasure. So far from your experience um, in life, what are like some currencies of life that you could share with us? Like what are the currencies of life? I have the four currencies that I'm writing about in my new book. Mm-hmm. And the first currency is the currency everybody knows about, which is money. Mm-hmm. And what people don't realize is that too much money is called affluenza. And when you have too much money, you do crazy things with it. Yeah. You know, like um, you, there's lots of examples. I use the example of a prince in somewhere in the um, United Arab Emirates mm-hmm. who decided to buy, spend a billion dollars on buying an A380 airplane mm-hmm. for himself. That's a two-decker airplane. He then spent another hundred million renovating it into his party plane. Okay, mm-hmm. so 1.1 billion for a little party plane. Yeah. That's affluenza. Mm-hmm. Too little money is called poverty. Mm-hmm. And what I've discovered is that we all have a zone that when we're in our zone, and our zone might be different than someone else's, we know we're in our zone of money, what kind of money we have coming in, how much wealth we have, because that's when life really flows for us. Mm-hmm. We know we're like, I know I don't need millions and millions and millions. You know, I've created a very wealthy life, but I'm not driven to have to become a billionaire. And I mm-hmm. have friends that, they don't want to stop until they've hit a billionaire. And that's great for them. That's where their level is. Yeah. But I know that when in my life, I like to have my time off. Mm. I like to be with family. Mm. And so when I know I'm getting into the affluenza stage, when I start making silly financial decisions and buying things I probably really don't need. Yeah. And so I have that upper level. And then the lower level of my zone is when I start to feel a financial stress that maybe some of my investments haven't worked out as well or what happened. Mm-hmm. Everybody will have their own zone. And, and if you're aware about that currency, mm-hmm. you'll notice that, oh, why am I feeling like Aki about all this money? Or why am I doing these stupid things? Why do I seem to blow it? It's mm-hmm. because you're at that upper level and you're still trying to earn more. Mm-hmm. And it, when you learn to really just flow within that phase, that zone, your life just on currency and money, you'll just notice more comes your way effortlessly yeah. to allow you to have a life you truly want. If that makes yes. sense. Mm-hmm. that's currency number one mm-hmm. currency number two is a currency that we all have the exact same amount of mm-hmm. that's currency of time mm-hmm. too much time on your hands is called boredom too mm-hmm. little time is stress mm-hmm. and it's amazing how you know people are really good at being busy mm-hmm. and they're like i have no time to do anything i want to do mm-hmm. well people have become good at being busy but not productive mm-hmm. and there's a big difference between busy and productive So I do my calendar in a way where my wife and I, we put on our calendar our balance pieces first. 
time together, time to ourselves, family, all the things that we know that allow us to have a healthy lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And then we put in what's called focus time next. So with writing my new book, instead, I could spend eight hours and sit down and go, I'm going to go write my book. And eight hours has gone by. I'm like, oh, how much did I really accomplish? Because I got busy looking at email, social media. Oh, remember to phone that person back. Mm. Can you relate to this? Yes, of course. Of course. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. so I was busy. Yeah. But I put in focus time. And, if I, and usually an hour, the mind can only usually go around an hour before it, can get to, before it gets distracted. Mm. So I'll put on my calendar, okay, say 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock, book writing. Mm. And in that hour, that's all I focus on. I shut, I don't check emails. I shut the phone off. I, my wife knows that I'm in my office and I'm working on the book. Mm -hmm. And in that one hour of productive time, focus mm -hmm. time, I can be as, per, um, as busy as what eight hours would have done. I can be mm -hmm. as productive. So that frees up a lot of time for me. Yes. So time is another currency. Third currency is the currency of fame. Mm -hmm. And now, especially look uh, with social media, everybody wants their 15 minutes of fame. Mm -hmm. And we've all seen many examples of how fame seems to ruin people's lives. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to the fame is how do you maintain balance in your life? Mm -hmm. And I love um, an interview with Jennifer Lopez. I um, heard a number of years ago that really put it in perspective to me. They said, you know, the person doing the interview said, Jennifer, you're, you know, you're like a singer, dancer, and actress. You're a powerhouse. Mm -hmm. How do you, but you also have an amazing family life. How do you maintain that balance? And she said, well, she says, the way I look at it is when I'm on stage, when I'm doing a movie, when I'm singing, I'm J-Lo. Mm -hmm. But when I'm home, I'm just Jennifer Lopez. Mm -hmm. And that really hit me, Toby, because I'm traveling around the world and I have assistants that take care of everything for me. And mm -hmm. it would be easy for my ego to really go rampant, especially mm -hmm. when hundreds of students are coming up going, oh, my goodness, you've changed my life. You're amazing. Mm. And it would be easy for my ego to just explode. Yes. But when I come home, so when I'm on stage, I'm Robert Raymond Real Paul. When I'm at home, I'm just Robert or Rob. And a, a running little joke to keep me grounded that my wife and I have is I can come home from traveling around the world for a couple of weeks. And I'll come home and my wife will say, honey, you're home. No more assistance here. Go take out the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. Mm. Because when I'm home, this is my space to regenerate, to, to really, you know, just, I, I'm the same person in both places because uh, I can only be me, mm. but here's my sacred space that I'm not, uh, I'm not a big star. I'm not a world-class trainer. I'm just me. Yes. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. I, it helps to keep, it helps then, keep you ground, grounded, I guess. It, keeps, it does. It yeah. does. Mm. Mm. And look. I am short, or as I've learned to say, I'm not short. I'm just more grounded. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the third currency. Yeah. And the fourth currency is the one I put most of my focus on nowadays. Mm -hmm. It is the currency of experience. See, most people go through life in the future about what, where am I going? What do I need to do? How do I get there? Mm -hmm. Or in the past, oh, my goodness, look what happened to me. Because of this has ruined my life. Mm -hmm. They forget to be present. Yes. And so everything I do now is mm -hmm. about the experience. Mm -hmm. And so I love one of my friends who um, taught me this great lesson. He said, when it comes to experience, and he was talking to one of his coaching clients, mm -hmm. he had to make a dream board because we're big on dream boards, vision boards. Mm -hmm. And he noticed that he had 
uh, Lamborghini on there. Mm-hmm. And so he was asked him, he said, why do you like Lamborghini? And this guy rattled off all the specs. He knew everything about Lamborghini, zero to 60 in this much, the size of engines, which, um, which you know, models, and he had, what color he wanted, he knew it all. And my friend asked him a very simple question. He said, um, so that's the car you want? He goes, yes. He says, have you ever drove one or been a passenger in one? Mm. Well, no, not yet. And he says, so here's some homework for you. Between now and our call next week, I want you to go to a dealership or go and rent one. I want you to experience driving or riding in a Lamborghini mm. to have the experience. Mm. And then tell me what you notice. Mm. And so the next week they get on their call and first question, he says, so did you um, get it, go to see a Lamborghini? He goes, yeah. He says, I rented one for the day. He said, and he goes, I don't want a Lamborghini. <laughs> he goes, he goes, why? why? He, he says, I'm six foot three. Getting in and out of that Lamborghini was painful. <laughs> <laughs> but see, until he had experienced it, mm. he thought it's what he wanted. Mm. So with the currency of experience, ask yourself, what am I, what am I experiencing in my day-to-day life? What is, you know, and, and I'll, I'll give you one that I did on one of my dream boards. I've always, I've flown around the world many times, mm. but I've never been on a private jet. Mm. So I wanted to experience being on a private jet. So instead of me just going and paying to go on a private jet, I decided to make money going on a private jet. And I actually, <laughs> last January, so a year and a half ago, yes. I had eight of my students join me in Florida. Mm-hmm. We hopped on a private jet. We flew to the Bahamas. We masterminded all day long, had an like even full police escort mm. through the city from the airport to the resort by two Rolls Royces, full oh. police escort experience. Mm. Like oh. I was creating an experience. So all of a sudden when we got to the mastermind, mm. the level and the depth of our masterminding was so much deeper because everybody was in an experience of like, I've never experienced this before. This is amazing. Mm. So our connection was deeper. And then we had breakfast, lunch, dinner on the beach at the resort getting to know each other, masterminding, mm. creating multi-million dollar businesses right there. Yes. Then we drove back. We had, were driven back to the plane, flew back to mm. Florida. And as we're coming across the, the land, all of a sudden the Kennedy Space Center launches a rocket. Mm. And from the jet, we got to watch it go from launch to atmosphere. Wow. What an experience. Yes. And yes. so because of that experience, I now have lifelong friends that we just – we remember that experience and we, the businesses we've created together, the people we've helped because of that experience. Mm. So that fourth currency is the one I'm passionate about yeah. is how can you turn things into an experience mm. instead of just hum, hum, you know, same old, same old. So those <laughs> are the four, four currencies. Yes. And now I'd love to spend from, um, your, your life experience, for example, the currency of your experiences, for example, if I may, sorry. <laughs> so <laughs> if, I, if I may spend a little bit from your life experience currency, um, can you like share some, some tips on how to live a much more empowered life like you are living already? Yeah, well, first of all, be you. Mm. I grew up as a people pleaser. Mm. I was a world-class people pleaser. Mm. And when I finally realized that, look, this is me. That's all I can be. Mm-hmm. And either you like me or you don't. Mm-hmm. And if you like me, that's awesome. If you don't, that's just so. <laughs> because there's over 8 billion people on the planet, Toby. Yes. I can't get everybody to like me. No. And it's so time trying. And when I was a people pleaser, I thought I had to. 
But the moment I just started being me, then I was blown away by the people attracted to me who liked me for who I am, not who they wanted me to be. And so that would be my first advice is have the courage to be yourself, whatever that looks like. And if people can't handle you or don't like you for who you are, then that's fine. Because they're just trying to change you for their beliefs and who they want you to be. And, and if the moment you start trying to change yourself for someone else is the moment you start losing your power. Yes. Because you're now believing that their thought of you is more important than what you think of. And you'll be able to live the life of your dreams also. Like, yeah. You'll, yeah. Be, able to, you'll be able to take the six it steps. It takes courage. Mm-hmm. It takes courage. There's many people that have told us, you can't do this or live that. And, and we like, well, maybe not, but we're going to give it a try. Yes. We're going to go for it. Yes. And it's amazing that a lot of the naysayers, and, yeah. and here's what I want people to understand. There are people that I, in, in life that I call dream stealers. Mm. And it's, they, they end up tending to be some of the people closest to us. Mm our best friends, our family members. Mm. And a couple things I want people to understand is they're not necessarily trying to steal your dreams to be malicious, to be mean. Mm -hmm. Most of the time they're doing it to protect you because they don't want you to get hurt. Mm. And this is where you, every day you have a choice. Why am I going in this direction and how does it feel for me? Mm. And if it feels like it's the right direction, then you take one more step. I'm not saying it won't explode and it won't work, but this is your journey. And see, if we try to just have a great life and never have um, the problems show up in our life, mm-hmm. that's where some of our greatest lessons come from is what didn't work. Mm-hmm. Look, I'll give you an example. In 2008, I had to take a year off training because, A, I was burnt out. I was over living my passion. Mm-hmm. I was at home on average only two days a month because I was training so much all over the um, world. Mm-hmm. And that one year turned into three and a half years. Because I had also not been taking care of my body, and I went through two back surgeries during that time Mm -hmm. because I overlived my life. And one of my biggest lessons was I went from overliving my passion, which was not good. I got burnt out. I didn't take care of myself. To then I went to not living it at all. Mm -hmm. And not living your passion is just as bad. I started falling into some of my old negative non-supportive habits. Mm -hmm. And it was when I came out of retirement – I um, said, and, and, you know, there's a whole kind of story of why I finally made the decision to come out of retirement, because I got comfortable in my, you know, I, I don't have to work for money. I don't, you know, but all of a sudden these negative bad habits, I started putting weight back on. I started, it just, my life was going downhill. And when I decided that I had to train, not for the money, but it's my gift. And if I don't live my gift, my gift will be taken away. Yeah. And the moment I started, decided I had to train, I went, well, over Training, not good. Not training at all, not good. Where can I have a little bit of balance? And so I said, I made the commitment that I would only do 20 trainings a year, no matter where in the world I get um, that I get asked to train. That way, even with all the travel, I still get six months a year to be at home mm-hmm. and take that time off. Because I like my time off, Toby. I yeah. love my time off. <laughs> yes. So as you go on your journey, you will learn what works for you mm-hmm. and you make adjustments. If it goes wrong, don't beat yourself up. Just say, okay, that didn't work. And that's why there's three questions I always ask, um, whether it's myself doing something, when I'm with um, teens, we've done something. There's three questions that I'm, we're always asking. What worked? And we'll make some points. What did not work? We'll make some points because that's where some of the greatest lessons come from. What didn't work? 
And then the third question is, what will we do different? Mm. So when you do that, then if something doesn't work and you go, okay, it didn't work, what do we do different? Mm -hmm. So you make some adjustments and you go again. Mm. Well, that's awesome. That's really great. (laughs) I I mean, I'm also going to take note of this and also use it for my daily life or every part of my life, actually, from maybe from business and everything to ensure that I take note of what works, what doesn't work, and change what does not work and change my action steps to ensure that I could improve or correct my mistakes. Yes, yes. Yeah, absolutely. And and just own that this is your journey. It's no one else's. Mm-hmm. You know, people, you know, a great way to learn is find a mentor so you can avoid some of the mistakes mm-hmm. and model what they do, but it's still your journey. Yes, that's true. That's correct. That's my, that's my, that's one of my take home from this already. This is be yourself. It's your own journey and live the life of your dreams. That's awesome. I'm so grateful for everything I've been to learn from you. I'm so, so happy. And I would just love you to tell us um, the best way to get in contact with you, to work with you, maybe for some mastermind courses or some um, wonderful things. And for your new book that's coming out very soon, how can we connect with you and stay in contact? In, <laughs> in contact? Well, first thing is definitely, if, if you want to be connected with me, go to robertreopel.com and get my ebook because mm-hmm. then you will automatically get notification when I'm ready to launch my new book. Mm-hmm. Um, I, um, periodically, I will send out an email to tell you about trainings I'm doing because I'm doing live trainings all the time mm-hmm. on Zoom. Um, and a lot, a lot of students in, in Europe, actually. Um, mm-hmm. So I end up doing some for the time zone there. I get up earlier in the morning, so it's not um, too late for in <laughs> Europe. And so I'm always doing training. So you can find out by getting my ebook, but also you can follow my fan page on Facebook. Just Put my name in, Robert Riopel. You'll see the Robert Riopel fan page. Like my fan page, and that's that way you can message me if you have questions. And it's actually me that answers the messages. And so that's good. <laughs> I don't have my assistant doing that yet, <laughs> uh, but um, I love to help people in any way I can. So that's the best way to stay in touch. Oh, that's awesome. I'm going to place all of this information also in the show notes for this episode. And I encourage everyone to connect with you and work with you because you are a very awesome person and I really enjoy everything I've been able to learn from you today. I mean, if you had more time, I would have asked much more questions, but this is, this is a lot already for me to go, home, go back and, you know, reflect on and, you know, actually take steps on and take action steps on. And yes, and hopefully we'll be able to speak on other topics later on in the future. Thank you yeah, so much. Absolutely. Like I you said, you ask and I will make time to come back. I love your energy. I love your style. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this. Wow, you made it to the very end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'm grateful for your time, your love, and your contributions. Subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast. God bless you. Bye.